Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the um, second review of the week. Uh, this time we are tackling Rise, the final game, or at least the professed final game uh, of two tribes. Um, so uh, some of our longer-term fans might know that we did an interview with uh, two tribes back in September of 2015, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I, I recall them mentioning that when we had them on that that was like the first interview that they had done post bankruptcy, and you know at the time they were facing a lot of crossroads, and um, you know Rive was a game that they were doing because it's the ga- it's a game that they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and um, as you know, as development has proceeded, uh, they have said that this is going to be their final game. Although, it's... They've also kind of left the door open a bit, I've noticed. I'm like... Also, it's worth noting that uh, even though the ride is released, they're not done with the game. They're not done-done because... Rive is currently available only for the PlayStation 4 and Steam. Um, that means not all versions are available yet. And in fact, mm-hmm. one version I think they said may end up not being available. They were having some trouble getting it to run on the Wii U, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I'm like... Uh, a few months ago, I think it was kind of missed. Um, but yeah, the Wii U is having problems running Rive at an acceptable frame rate. It's not the first time I've ever heard this story in regards to the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I'm like... New and Tasty uh, comes to mind? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, uh, Project Cars is another. That, that was a game that was um, meant for the Wii U, but got canceled because it could not... Uh, they could not get it up to even 30 frames per second. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm like... And that's about the situation... Here, uh, they said that the Wii U version is in trouble because currently they can't get it up to 60 frames per second. And I suppose we should mention what Rive... Like, Rive is a combination platformer um, and sh- and shmup. You know, uh, it's, it's a game where frame rates are going to be important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also it's a game where there are frequently large numbers of enemies on the screen at once, so... Mm-hmm. And they're so, not moving towards you slowly. Yeah, and like, so, yeah, you, you need that frame precision, and if the Wii U is not up to snuff, then uh, there's nothing doing. It's not coming out. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, Two Tribes has said that it may come to the NX. Of course, everything NX-related is... Um, Subject to any knowledge whatsoever about what the NX is beyond speculation, no matter right. how well sourced. Yeah, I, I'm like. For all, we, for all we know, the NX is effectively an actual toaster that just also has the ability to run certain Nintendo games. Right, and or you plug it in your Wii U or something like that. Anyway. Yeah. I, <laughs> I kid, but. And for all we know. Um, the game is going to come to the NX. It's just, you know, nobody nobody can actually talk about the NX right now, which is yeah. a bit unusual because it's the start of October. Uh, I'm like... Isn't this supposed to be launching in March? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's officially going to be the shortest time between announcement and launch. Yeah. And they're playing it super close to the chest for some... Anyway, we're not talking about the NX here. I, I, I couldn't touch. I should say rather, we're not here to talk about the NX. Yeah, it's you know, uh, I believe the, I believe Rive is also supposed to come to the Xbox One as well. Like, yeah, and I don't think you'd have as hard of a time with that, especially with the PC version now. Yeah, I'm like now the only versions that are definitively out are the PC and the PlayStation Four versions. Right, it's just likely that it won't be too hard to get the Xbox version. Indeed. Um, so anyway, uh, so they are working on bug fixes, and okay, uh, I don't think this is well known, but um, people who have Two Tribes uh, games on Steam will know this. Um, two Tribes um, tends to develop uh, extra content if you subscribe to their um, user groups. Um, mm-hmm. You see that in like Tokitori, it was an edge, I'm like, and so on and so forth. I'm not sure if it's exactly the same case here, but the, you know, but they just released a new mission. Um, uh, it, it's called Skywell Survival. It, it's an endless version of the Super Sky Whale boss. That's the first boss you fight in the game. Right. Yeah, and it's a pain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like... I could do without the lava things, but yeah. Yeah. So, I, I guess we should talk about the uh, the the main content here. Yeah, it's like... It's kind of hard to describe... You, you are a space... Junker, a self, a guy who works in salvage, basically, who has this little robot tank thing, which apparently he's actually inside. I had thought it was a remote, but then he mentions partway through the game that he's actually in it. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And you find a big meteorite-type thing, or asteroid-type thing that uh, you decide to try to salvage from. But when you get inside, it turns out that there is an AI in charge of the place that is developing stuff to uh, test out on you. 
uh, the guy literally makes a joke about how this is a stock character, and it's little bit shades of, uh... Yeah. It's very, um, fourth-wall-breaking, uh, self-referential humor. Like, you get... I mean, the guy you're playing as looks like Mr. Plinkett. Yeah. And you get a lot of uh, video game references and pop culture references and all that stuff. You know, it's fairly typical modern humor, in my estimation. Like, and though it's a sprig of parsley to compared to the you know, main event stake here, that is the gameplay. And I'm like, it's a pretty unique uh, fusion of shmup and um, platformer. I mean... Yeah, because it depends on whether there's gravity or not in the area. Right. I'm like, um, the spider tank, there are going, there are some auto-scroll sections, but your... The majority of time is going to be spent um, not so much platforming. It's platforming in an arbitrary sense. It's like, this is really combat-focused. Especially the more proper term is twin-stick shooter. Like, or a running gun. Anyway, yeah. before... It's we, very twin-stick, especially since this game you actually fire with just the stick. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm like, it's a... It's, it's fairly um, basic uh, twin-stick controls, at least for the actual aiming and uh, moving, like moving and aiming independently, is, I've seen in many games. It's just... Um, no, but like, you like in a lot of things with our twin-stick shooters, you have to press a button to shoot still. Well, no, you have to press a bumper or a trigger. Like, oh, okay. at least, like, on my Xbox 360 controller, you jump with the left uh, trigger here. Oh, yeah, in this game, you, you jump with the left trigger, but you're shooting just by tilting the the right stick towards things and it automatically shoots. Right. You actually can't aim without shooting, which is a little bit weird when you want to switch to a special weapon. I'm like, that was... A I found it a little weird. I'm not good at this kind of game, so stuff I find weird, other people will probably find normal. Yeah. Uh, one of the weirder things, well, it's like jumping with a trigger was a, a bit on the odd side. Maybe yeah, this, because... this, game does, this game is mostly played with the triggers and sticks. Uh, the face buttons are just for swapping between which special weapon you have equipped. Yeah, and that's really odd because uh, that's a function usually regula- regulated to the D-pad. I'm like, which I don't know if does anything in this. It does. It doesn't. It's like, yeah. Now you get four special weapons over the course of the game. Uh, there's a rudimentary upgrade system. It's nothing too special. It's um, the four weapons, two um, loot. Magnet upgrades. Your currency is um, junk. Yeah, scrap. Yeah, scrap metal. Looks like the bolts from Mega Man, kind of only slightly. Yeah. And and the requisite armor upgrades. Your special weapons are um, heat-seeking missiles, a shotgun, um, kind of a bouncy, like um, a wave of bouncy balls or um, reflective. Um, projectiles, and a Tesla coil that uh, deactivates enemies. Like, Although there is one other thing that you do in this game that's not a weapon per se, but can be just as good as a weapon, which is that you have you can enter a mode where you uh, hack things, which can be control panels, and then as you progress through the game, 
you gain the ability to hack more different types of enemies, uh, which makes them follow you around like a Gradius option and do their thing. Yes. And they do different things. Well, uh, like, one of the hacks is a pure storyline hack, for the most part. Like, um, one of them, the last hack is um, something that um, turns the blue, um, I forget what they call it, the blue box, the, you know, the most common type of enemy, um, into gravity wells. And yes, well, anything, anything to fucking, to, to do anything with those things aside from just have to shoot them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So this game, this game loves throwing these things at you in like swarms of twelve. Oh, more than that. Um, well, I guess well, in, swarms of twelve, but like in rapid fire sometimes. Well, uh, I'm like, so um, the levels are kind of de- developed around set pieces. Like this game is in love with set pieces. Like. Um, you'll get to an area, you're stopped by some arbitrary obstacle at first, and then you've got to fight a whole bunch of enemies, and it gets more and more hard. Like, they'll throw in lasers, which will restrict your moment even more, movement even more. Like, the hardest was, um, I think, was it level 10 or level 11? Um, yeah, one of the later levels at the end where I was, um... Dealing with water, okay, so in this game, in water, you can't shoot. Now, the, the upshot is nothing can really breach you in water uh, outside of, like, waterborne enemies. Uh, saw blades, mines, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, I'm, I'm fighting in water, and eventually um, a buzzsaw, a huge-ass buzzsaw starts buzzing in the water. And these are instant. They're equivalent to lava, basically. They're no, no. That are, they're not one hit kills. They're like two hit kills. Lava actually is a one hit kill. Like I swear, I bounced off lava a couple times. Okay, I, I think it actually depends because sometimes it didn't, sometimes it did. Like, uh, like the lava waves in the first boss fight are not one hit kill. Yeah, but the but the I think it's actually molten metal, but um. The multimetal at the end boss will, at the uh, final boss, will kill you in one hit. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, the set piece is there's a buzzsaw going on, and then um, to top it all off, there's a laser field going, um, going in the opposite direction at the same time, and you're trying to shoot these um, crab tanks on the wall that have a stupid amount of fucking health, and there are like four of, there are at least, um, I think it was four overall, but I had to kill two of them, at least. Like, my point is, um, my problem with the set pieces is they tend to go on for fucking ever. Yeah, and this is the kind of thing that would not make sense at all in-game, or in-universe would not make sense, except for the fact that there is, as you find out by the third mission, there is an AI in here fucking with you. That is the only reason why the lasers show up in front of you until you clear the thing and then go away. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Like I said, the game, the actual game, uh, game, the the actual moments of moment gameplay is really good, 
really polished. Right? It's just the actual design of the game needed to be scaled back a bit in terms of these set pieces. Because I was getting exhausted at some point. Now, fortunately, it's pretty generous with the um, save states. Um, any given set piece, any given, like, uh, you'll have multiple checkpoints. It doesn't inform you of where they are, though. And it's like instantly it happens. Like, whatever the state was, it is. Which could be problematic, but I didn't really run into any issues myself. Uh, right, so the graphics. Like, um, pretty, uh, the graphics are pretty impressive visually. Yeah, it looks really nice. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's one of the main things that they improved from the uh, beta version. Yeah. They added a lot of environmental details and stuff. I will say it, it, it's got a very modern ga- game problem of way too much shit exploding on screen at times. Like, yeah, this game uh, really loves its explosions, and sometimes um, enemies are kind of masked in those explosions. Like, I'm not sure what the hell I'm looking at, and I've been hit, I've been killed because of that. Like, basically, there's there's a little too much um, in the way of visual um, explosions and colors going on to actually, you know, see the the blue bot right next to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, the music is really, really uh, frenetic. Mm-hmm. Like. Not something I listen to independently, but it really gets you in the mood to shoot some um, robots. <laughs> I.e., it does its job. Yes. It does yeah. its job well. I'm like, uh, you know, and this game is kind of a pseudo-Metroidvania in the sense that, you know, it looks like a metro like, um, it looks like a Metroidvania game, but it's actually a stage-based progression um, platformer. I'd kind of compare it a little bit to Mega Man Zero, the first one, not the later ones, yeah. in which there is kind of an interconnected overworld, but you very rarely, if ever, get free time to actually explore it. You just get plopped into different parts of it and have to fight your way back to the center or to the next area. Right, and you will be revisiting areas um, more than once more than twice in some cases. Uh, I'm like, and your um, warp room is the central hub. And, like, you know, like... And that's also where the upgrade machine is. There may be other ones somewhere, but I didn't run into any. No, the upgrade machine is um, always in the central location, because you use the warp. Yeah. Get- also, as a fun thing, you can increase the difficulty of the game by completely by not using the upgrade machine thing, which I discovered <laughs> by accidentally doing that. Yeah. I upgraded. <laughs> yeah. I upgraded my stuff. Like, so yeah, I, I only had the uh, the missiles. I, I never got the shotgun, and I really wished I had the shotgun sometimes. Uh, believe me, I, like I got all four weapons pr- fairly early. Especially because you only get two shots of the missile in between picking up ammo crates, which it's not like they don't drop much ammo crates, but you can't store up ammo crates either. Like, most of the time when an ammo crate dropped, I wouldn't be able to pick it up. 
So another central uh, mechanic to the uh, game here is score. Like the game keeps track of your score both uh, in stages and overall. Um, I think I ended up getting like six or seven on the leaderboards actually. Damn. That may be concerning because that may be an indication that not many people have bought this game yet. I think I saw a decent number of listings on the thing, so I don't know. Like, so that, uh... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the w- the game has a combo system, although it's surprisingly limited in the fact that you know it it, it goes up every enemy you kill and will stop if you get uh, either get hit or enough time passes. Mm-hmm. Totally generous to the time, but the thing I was surprised is it only goes up to twenty, and believe me, you're probably going to get. You're You're likely going to kill more than 20. (laughs) Yeah, especially in the earlier levels. Yeah, the game gets harder as it um, progresses, shock upon shock. But, like I said, it stops at 20, and um, you you get the maximum amount after that. You know, and I say it's surprising because usually the cap is a bit higher, or, you know, the cap is like 99 or something. It's like what I'm, and yeah, what I'm saying is the the um, score cap, uh, the combo cap here is way too small. Uh, yeah, I, I'm especially yeah. considering how many enemies they throw at you in a quick, quick bursts fairly often. I don't know if that's uh, if that changes in like score. I think there's a score attack mode. I just unlocked all the other modes by completing the game, so I did not have a chance to try them out, uh, unfortunately. There is an endless mode, um, which just got um, put in. Uh, it's the special mission. But uh, there's, uh, yeah, there's also a speedrun mode. Um, I think there's also a one-credit mode. Where? What does that do? Basically one life. Yeah, I'm like, um, you know, the ultimate sign of mastery in the arcade sense is you can one uh, CC, uh, one credit, one, you know, one credit one clear. Credit. Yeah, which considering that the name, that the subtitle of this game is Wreck Hack Die Retry, uh, yeah. Well, you gotta have mass balls. Yeah, obviously that's the advanced um, set. Yeah. And the game is. Um, more lengthy than I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, seven, eight levels. Um, turns out there's 13. Now, uh, I won't say much more beyond that, so as to, you know, not spoil the game. Now, that... It's just... And, jeez, I... Maybe we could have also done with another boss, uh, actual boss. I think I fought a grand total of three of them in the game. Now, did you fight some of them more than once, or...? No, surprisingly, no. You you only fight the end bosses um, once. Of course, that's kind of made up for by, you know, what are essentially mini-bosses in the set pieces. Mm-hmm. Which are all over the place. Yeah, you know, yeah. I would call them boss-like. The, 
you know, especially in like the some of them can be uh, that in the final exam sense. Because like, yeah, you do have to have some skill to get through this game. It's not as hard as you might think, but it's not a breeze either. You know, e- even like its default mode is hard mode. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, let me see. Yeah, I noticed that, and I was seeing, is there a way to turn this down to normal and no? <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. It doesn't have that the control scheme is not exactly in- intuitive. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, could have also done with more, uh, a bit more on the auto-scrolling side. Uh, I think I could... Uh, yeah, the uh, game starts with like a uh, meteor... Yeah. Um, or uh, like an asteroid section, basically. Yeah, there's a few of them like that. Uh, you know, there's a few pure shmup uh, levels or segments, um, but they were way too far in be- uh, between. With the um, freeform uh, anti-gravity mode um, more serving as a obstacle. You know, it's like, you, you know, you use the um, gravity fields to jump up to a place more than not. Although, um, without going into too much detail, yes, there is an anti-gravity field um, set piece. One that fully inverts the gravity, or...? No, zero-G. There, there is, surprisingly, there is no gravity inversion here. Okay, I would, cause, yeah, I, I ran into those white bubbles that uh, neutralize gravity for you. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. I was actually expecting, you know, being able to, like, flip up to down. But, um, wasn't to be, I guess. Hmm. Like, uh, let's see. Anything else that we need to address? Uh, like, uh, oh, um, you're not a, um, you, are, you play a actual character in this game. Yeah, it, that, that's one. That's another thing that I think they changed from the beta that kind of surprised me. That you you have this guy and he's actually talking to himself as he works quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, and he also talks to the um, robot servant as he's called. His name is DLL, which stands for. Um, it was some super freaking British name, but I can't remember what it was. Which makes sense because General Langston something or other. Yeah, it's like, which makes sense because the AI is very, very British. It reminded me kind of the, uh, what's his name? Is it Wheatley in World 2? Yeah. Although he's less incompetent than that. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, uh, is there anything else major that we have to cover here? I'm like, oh, um, I guess performance. Uh, let's see. Sup- I had a surprisingly long load time at the beginning of the game. Like, that was a couple of minutes. It, that happened to me, too. Like, I I think it might be, like, loading the whole game in memory or something. Like, It seems like it, because I checked the um, task manager one time when I was running it, and it was larger than usual what memory usage is for a game like this. I suppose the uh, yeah. the um, uh, trade-off here is I didn't really run into long load times or uh, 
anything in the actual game. And also the, the frame rate was, outside of a few um, moments here and there, um, pretty consistently 60. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, on my mid-range laptop from a couple years ago. Yeah, like, unless shit gets too crazy, mine's usually at 62. Yeah. It, it's like, so, yeah. performance was pretty good. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, there mm-hmm. were some frame rate hitching when things got busy, but that was to be expected. Uh, like, you know. So, you know, hopefully they get that problem um, taken care of on the Wii U, but, you know, yeah. it may happen, it may not happen. Also, I'm trying to... Um, Alex, you played the beta on the... Or you played the beta demo on the Wii U, correct? Yeah, and I think I might have played it on the PC a little bit, but yeah. Well, the point is, um, what sort of off, t- uh, what sort of Wii U specific features did the demo have? Uh, there wasn't really much of anything. It, I mean, you could play off screen. That was the main thing. Mm. It, it, I don't think that the touch. I don't remember the touch screen being used for anything other than having the entire game on it. So if you were not looking at the screen, you could play on that. That is about what I expected because I'm like, this is not a game that lends itself out to, you know, like, touching the touchscreen. Yeah, there weren't really touchscreen controls. Hell, uh, I'm like, hell, um, adjusting the special weapons on the face buttons was uh, kind of a task, and, you know, they're a lot closer. You know, Mm -hmm. because it's like, it's kind of hard, like, you know, it's times like this... Because your main weapon is on the right stick, you're your right thumb wants to be on the main stick most of the time. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's also, I wish right now we were a video production so we could show um, the viewers, the listeners, um, just how frantic this game can get. (laughs) You know, it's like, it is. It's a sight to behold. Yeah, it gets crazy. But yeah, it's not. It's not at all uncommon to like just jump over a little heap of things and then suddenly get swarmed by half a dozen blue donut holes or a bunch of uh, little razor disc things or whatever. Oh, the the, the pink hats or whatever they were. Yeah. Those were more annoying than I, they should have been. <laughs> I think they do more damage, and even if they don't visual thing of, because when you take damage, uh, you get a flash on the screen. Yeah. And the these things do slashing damage, so the thing that you see on the screen is like a over a quarter of the screen length pink slash mark. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of visually distracting, which I think is the point. Yeah. Oh. Um... Also worth noting, the final boss was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Like, they make a big deal of how super tough this um, thing is. And, yeah, went down pretty pretty easy, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, let's see. I think that's about it as far as the body of the review goes. Um, so, let's talk price. 
the game is currently available on Steam and the PlayStation 4 for $14.99. Yeah, another $15 game. $15 is about standard pricing these days. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking about it, I'm like, I cautiously um, recommend it at $15. Like, it's like, it's not, you know, it's not a long game. Like, you know, it's not going to be a 30-hour game like uh, the game we just reviewed uh, a little while back is. But it's also, like, it boasts on the Steam uh, bullet points that it's a six-plus-hour campaign, and I can confirm that it is true. It's a, it'll run you about six to eight hours. You know, and for, you know, and for a standard-priced indie title, yeah, that's a good, that's a good range. Although, if you're hesitant about it, or you don't, or you, you're not good at Twitch shooters, Twitch games, um, you might want to hold out until a Steam sale. Although, it's um, not an easy game in that sense. Well, let me check the bundle. Oh, that's right. I can't check the bundle because I literally have all of Two Tribes' game. No, I'm sure they'll be... Um, I'm sure they'll be... Send this you, can still, you can still check it to buy as, yeah. as if you were buying as a guest. Well, it's like, if someone can do that, do that. Because I literally cannot do that because... Oh, yeah, it won't even let me add to my cart because I also have all of their games. Yeah, it's like... Hmm. Yeah, I don't. The, the Two Tribes bundle is... Toki Toki, Rush, it's a, it's a It's a, it's a uh, 10% bundle discount, I think. Ah. Right. That's the only discount I see, so... Yeah. yeah. And... Yeah. Toki yeah. Toki, Rush, and Edge are on sale uh, pretty regularly. I think I picked up all of those for like a dollar or two dollars or something. Toki Tori uh, 2 Plus, I think that's... I think I got it when it first came out, and I don't know. I think I put it, I played it for ten minutes and then had to play something else and never got back to it. Not the first time that's ever happened with me in a game, like especially these days. You know, it's like you know, we only have a week to play any given game, and we're usually covering two games a week now. Yeah, and a week is at best. Yes, like like for example, I I uh, I spent the early part of this week playing Rogue Wizards, the later part of this week playing Rise. Anyway, um, final score, I'll go an eight. Like um, there are some annoyances with the design, you know. Uh, but ultimately, what you know. It, I want, the game is a fair size for the for the type of game it is, and the um, and the fact that this game was developed by um, three people, I believe. Something uh, like that. And you know, and what is there is uh, polished to a you know inner sheen. All right. Um, final thoughts from you guys. Um. 
honestly, I've seen some pretty bad reviews for this online. I'm not sure where we're getting that from. Yeah, I'm terrible at it, is, but I still had a lot of fun. This isn't a bad game at all. Yeah, it's not bad, just a lot of craziness, basically. <laughs> Am I the only one who didn't find this game that hard? I, it wasn't I that hard. It, I also I didn't it, have... It wasn't difficult, just... in the moment. Like, yeah, it, I'm scaling... I, I, I expected myself to find it hard, because I'm terrible at this kind of game. Yeah, I just have a whole lot of time to put into it, but from what I played, it wasn't that hard. Yeah, I, I'm like... Like, it's like, not the easiest game i ever played, but... But it's, like, for example, it's not as hard as an actual bullet hell shooter. Yeah, it's like, like people who are saying this is too tough for them, they... Toho would destroy them. Yeah, I'm like... Yes. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's because I've actually... Well, in Toho, you have a smaller hitbox. Maybe yeah. You get but... one light. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, or, or Ikaruga. Like, yeah, this oh game God. actually you have you're, you're pretty durable in this game, especially if you find a especially once you gain the ability to hack nurse drones if you use that. Because mm-hmm. then you can uh the nurse drone as long as it survives will heal you repeatedly. Well I will spoil this. Um yeah, nurse drones get phased out eventually. Like Well, even when they are there, they're not always available, so Yeah. Anyway, um, so is that uh, all we want to talk about in regards to Rise? Uh, seems so. I think so. All right, well, there you have it. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I don't know what the ultimate fate of Two Tribes is. Uh, like, I'll note we were actually in the um, beta development group. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to take much advantage of that, but... I never actually got to play the beta version because, like, like I said, you know, tons of games, not a lot of time, you know, um, so it goes. But you, you know, we got a farewell, me- we got a farewell message um, for the beta group, and I think the message was reprinted on the Two Tribes website, or at least what I want to highlight. But, you know, they do say that the future does depend on how well um, Rive does. Like, I don't know what that means, if that means that they're going to go back to publishing. Because um, Two Tribes, back in the day, was a publisher as well as a developer. Like, um, Edge and Two Tribes those are two games that they published, but they didn't... And they might have ported, but they didn't originally develop. You know, they may go elsewhere. Like I said, you know, this is meant to be the end of Two Tribes as a, devel- as a game developer, but that's the funny thing about life. Sometimes the end isn't the end. Yeah, take Tsunami, for example. It should have died back in 2008, and it's back again. Well, Tsunami did die. Well, yeah, but, I mean, died for good is what I meant. Yeah, it's like, hell, two tribes themselves. Like, uh, remember, two tribes actually, um, the two tribes, I'm trying to remember which, because there were actually two two tribes. 
I'm like, um, funny how that works. It, it, it's like, well, the original development studio, that's what went bankrupt uh, a few years ago uh, after the failure of Toki Tori 2. I'm like, but the, like, the publishing division was separate and managed to stay afloat. You know, it's like you would have thought after that, that would have been the end of two tribes. But, you know, they pulled themselves up, you know, they shrunk down to about three people, and it took a couple years to make this game, but they did it. So, I'm like, you know, if this is truly the end for them, then, you know, we do wish them the best of luck in whatever path they find next. And, you know, after they're done with, you know, the bug fixes, all of the versions, you know, uh, the post-release content, there's still a bit left, is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how much post-release content they have planned. I, you know, I I think they have more than the survival thing, but they haven't they haven't announced public plans for that yet. I'm like, oh, will we review the other modes? Unless it's like a full-blown expansion pack or something like that, probably not. Like, it... it, it you know, a rule of thumb for revisiting um, games is your content update has to be pretty substantial for us to um, go back and review it. Yeah, like Boulder's Gate. Say if we reviewed that back in the day, the recent update it got would have been warrant for another review. Right. Well, that was a full-blown expansion pack. Or, you know, we went back and re- we reviewed uh, Shovel Knight, Plague of Shadows. And um, sometime in the future, we've got to address... Uh, Necropolis, Brutal Edition, because uh, that came with an expansion pack, uh, Force of Shadows, or whatever they called it. So, anyway, um, so to two tribes, I wish them good gaming and good luck. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.